0: I've got a really weird story for you, Sine. Okay. Yesterday, I was walking home from the bus, mm-hmm. and in the middle of the street where I was walking, there was something on the ground. I was like, that's weird on the ground. I went and picked it up. It was an unopened packet of Danish feta cheese. <laughs> it's lying on the ground, face down. <laughs> in the middle of the road? The sidewalk pathway. Right. That i like,
1: fallen out of someone's bag.
0: Probably. And...
1: I know where you're going with this.
0: (laughs) Where am I going with this?
1: You love feta.
0: (laughs) It's one of my great loves, my life.
1: (laughs) You love it a lot. (laughs) And you're going to ask me if it was all right for you to eat it in that scenario, aren't you?
0: (laughs) Well, I didn't eat it. Because I thought someone else probably loves feta as much as I do. But I think... On the ground, on the street. Who knows what could happen to it? So I put it up, like, on the side, out of the way. So I thought they'd come back. be like, oh, I'm a cheese. they get home and they come back. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, oh, someone very thoughtfully has put it away to me. I
1: don't think you really retrace your steps, do you, when you lose something?
0: All right. S- someone's obviously hasn't lost their cheese before.
1: <laughs> also, the cheese wouldn't be any good. Like, if they came
0: mm, yeah, back. Yeah, cheese needs to be cold and then eaten.
1: So if anything you've just lost the opportunity to have some I lovely. Should have taken it.
0: <laughs> Unless it was a trap for me.
1: <laughs> well, like your mouse? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I meant more in the sense that they know I like photo and they like put oh. it off me. I eat it. It's traced with drugs. <laughs>
1: I thought you were thinking just like life's one big giant mouse trap.
0: Beep beep, baby driver. That's what we're talking about today. This is I Only Like You. It's a movie review podcast and cheese review podcast. <laughs> What's good? is good. Excellent. Favorite cheese, Sam? Um, Are
1: we doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll go with it. Uh, probably number one would be Jarlsberg. Number two would be Parmesan or Pecorino, but the finely shaved mm-hmm. kind. Yep. Not the bits like the the bits that you sprinkle, not the... Pieces, not The sharp bits. No. And then coming in third, I would say the cheese that I can't remember the name of, the one that I like, that mum gets.
0: I know the one you mean. Mm. Isn't it funny? It's all made out of you know cow's farts.
1: It's not cow's fluffs. <laughs> it's milk.
0: <laughs> well, you have your opinion, I have mine.
1: <laughs> They're not making it out of poo, <laughs> out of cow. Ooh. <laughs> we're not all eating cheese, being like, oh, uh, it's delicious well, cow boom. You can think
0: that, you can be wrong. So, Baby Driver is the film we am talking about today. I'm here with my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. Like always, we've seen a film and we're going to talk about it.
1: Yeah, throw down our thoughts. Yeah. Why would you say it like that? Wow. Just
0: getting into it. Name me, subconscious. You sound...
1: Should
0: have eaten the cheese. You're... Okay. <laughs> Baby Driver is written and directed by Edgar Wright.
1: Mm.
0: He's not always right for Sine. He's not. He's not Mr. Right in that scenario always.
1: But he is... Wait, wait for it. It's going to be worth it. Um. He is right to... I haven't
0: little all day, Sine. Yeah, no, I don't
1: have <laughs> it. I was, Yeah. Okay. I tried too hard there.
0: You like this one, is what we're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably your favourite Edgar Wright film, you said?
1: Well... I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur of Edgar Wright films. Sure. I've seen, what's the one I've seen?
0: i have (laughs) seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World.
1: Which I did not like, contrary to popular opinion. Not my jam, not my thing.
0: Yep. You've seen The World's End?
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I liked until, I liked for a bit, and then I I didn't like it when it went silly.
0: And have you seen Shaun of the Dead? No. Hot Fuzz?
1: No. seen Ant-Man. Did he have anything to do with that at the end? Not in the
0: end. I quite like him. I like all these films. Um, I don't... What I like about this film is that everything else he's done has sort of been... I think he said this, actually, in inverted commas, kind of like winking at the audience for some of the stuff that goes on. This one feels a bit more like a realistic... Well, a more serious film. Yeah. You know what I mean? The other ones have been half smart, half comedies, which works really well, but... This one is more his attempt at a, at a real a film. A real film. If you if if can feel me there.
1: Yeah. What do you think about it?
0: I, I quite liked it. Ansel Elgord. Yeah. He's actually pretty good. Yeah. I've read rumors on the internet that Miles Teller was supposedly the really? original choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Would have been good as well. I think
0: And people have been saying that, oh, Ansel is like too innocent and whatever. But that's the point, right? That's the point. He's got a baby His face name's and,
1: goddamn Baby. Like, <laughs> go watch the film again.
0: Now, I, I really like the love story stuff. Some people are criticising that part of the story for being a bit clichéd. And <clears throat> obviously his girlfriend, Lily James, not Collins.
1: Or Evans. <laughs> it's Lily Evans, Lily Collins, and Lily James. Yes. And they're all very similar.
0: Her character doesn't have a whole lot of depth. But <laughs> looking at the whole film... None of the characters have a huge amount of depth. It's a simple story, well told, so well executed. The chase sequences and every scene, it's basically musical, let's face it, mm. just without singing and dancing. Got car chases instead. It's pretty great. and uh, And like, a really awesome chase sequence on foot as well. It's like
1: a musical for bros.
0: Yeah, kind of. And so I think... If it's done this well, you can almost get away with some of the other things,
1: mm. especially
0: that first sequence.
1: Ah, oh, it's so cool! I said to you when he, when John Bernthal points forward and he goes back in reverse, yeah. it gave me that same ah oh, feeling, like when we watched Drive and the police car goes past, and instead of like speeding away, Ryan Gosling turns his lights off and pulls over. Yeah, like that same thing where they're like playing with expectations of how car yeah. chases normally go, and then just doing something so crazy and turning it on its head. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, Edgar Wright obviously knows a lot about movies. He's seen a lot of movies, and he really subverts lots of expectations, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. You'd love to see that in films when taking something that has been done before, yeah. uh, a bank robbery slash car chase film, Yeah, and he's done his own spin on it. And there are, there are three main bank robberies. There's the first one in the first sequence. There's the one where they get chased. Mm-hmm. Um, um the things that happens in America, people fight back. Vigilante sort of things when they see a bank robbery. Yeah, and then obviously the the final one. What do you think of the supporting actors? Kevin Spacey obviously great.
1: Kevin Spacey's always great. He it's, wasn't given a lot to do, but no. it's
0: weird seeing him with these regular voices. I know.
1: Isn't it? I keep thinking he's just going to turn into <laughs> Frank, and then oh my god, it's all going to be a big ruse. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like everyone was great. John Hamm's also great. Um, I was surprised that John Bernthal was not in it for as long as he was. He
0: had to go punish some people. He did,
1: know? yeah, or had to go be an accountant's brother. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Pop culture references. Given he was credited, like, he was quite high on the billing list, I was surprised that he wasn't in it for longer.
0: Um, John Bernthal, you mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was
1: really, I'm just really surprised that he wasn't in it more for being, like, so high up on the billing list. But with what he had, like, I kept expecting him to come back yeah. for some reason, just because I knew where he was
0: built, but... Yeah, I've heard people say that as well. It didn't bother me at all, for some reason.
1: It didn't, like, bother me. I just... He was really cool and everything, and mm-hmm. I'm fine that he wasn't there. That was my own fault for seeing the actor's name in a certain order and expecting more from them. Um,
0: I didn't feel like his character was that important, so I wasn't, like, expecting him to come yeah. back or anything, but... Yeah, I can see what you mean there.
1: I don't think I was expecting him to come back from a character perspective. It was more just seeing the actor again. Does that make sense? Like I don't know that I would have wanted his character to come back. I just expected it to.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like he was, you know, his brother or something and we never see his brother again. Like that's a bit weird, his brother didn't turn up. It was just like he was part of it. And he actually said as he as he left, You don't see me again, I'm dead. So Yeah, Yeah. that was cool. Jamie Foxx.
1: Oh yeah, he was great too. Yeah.
0: Some of these actors I think uh, Always cast as the leads when they should be villains more often.
1: Yeah, and just I don't know, everyone really supported each other really well in the film and I think it was it felt like an ensemble film, even though an ensemble film with Ansel at the head, if that makes sense. Um,
0: Jane Fox definitely got better since he was a taxi driver in collateral. Change of great a bit. movie, isn't
1: it? Mm. Um My main takeaway from the film and I remember, like, sitting in the theatre next to you and I kept turning to you being like, oh, my God, that's so cool and I wanted to see if you were, like, enjoying it as much as I did and I kept trying to look at you to see if you had a big Mm. smile on your face like I did because it was just, it was really cool is the only way that I can describe this film. Like,
0: Mm.
1: all of it's with the music that match up with everything and the little, um, that sequence where Ansel's walking through with the coffees,
0: yeah, great. is
1: just incredible, and the fact that the lyrics come up in certain bits and like it's awesome,
0: and it's perhaps got the depth of a music video at certain parts. But like I said, this before on this podcast, I'll say it again right now: if it works for this film, it works. Mm. You know, some films need more depth in their characters because they're going for big emotional impact. Yeah, this film worked without knowing everything about every character because mm-hmm. it was so cool some films mm. could do with being a little bit less cool and focus more on the story. But yeah. for whatever reason, this one works here. Yeah. So when you read these, oh, this film was bad because it didn't follow this screenwriting rule, well, there are not no rules, you know? Yeah. So if it works for this, it works for this, you know?
1: And I feel like this film is a perfect example of using the medium to its advantage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a lot of films, like we've spoken before on the podcast, are kind of like just plays that are visual or books that are visual this really uses every element of filmmaking it uses lighting it uses sound it uses you know different kinds of shots to tell the story I think you could pick out sequences in this film and show it in a filmmaking class because this is a way to show the medium yeah do you know what I mean like he really used every technique available to him
0: they say the best parts of films are the bits that couldn't be in any other medium yeah and often that comes down to editing because you can't edit
1: well, that a, too, yeah. In a play
0: or in a book like this.
1: And we read the editor was on set for this film so that yeah, he could quite, edit as it was happening. Yeah, they
0: were like, they did a sequence and edit it because they are doing everything to music. They yeah, to, to get the
1: timing right, yeah. which is just... It's amazing. The one thing I will give Edgar Wright credit for, and I can give him credit for lots of things, but the main thing is his meticulous attention to detail. Yeah. And that's like shown perfectly in the sequences that are set to music. Um, but also it's shown in the story where you look back and you go, Oh, I wonder if that was that. Like, for example, you, you said to me, um, John Bernthal doesn't turn up again because they never do use the same crew twice. Mm. However, the girl says to John Hamm, um, that guy looked at me funny and you killed him or something. And the last shot, one of the last shots we saw of John Bernthal was him looking at her as she walked away. Yeah. And I have no doubt in my mind that that is what that was. Yeah. That he killed him, right? Because in any other movie, you could be like, oh, yeah, but it wasn't explicitly said, you know, open for interpretation. No. I don't think there is anything (laughs) like that in an Edgar Wright film. Everything is there for a reason, everything has a purpose, and everything makes sense. And
0: it actually gives a reason to have that shot of her walking like that as well. Correct. It's not just the male gaze thing, it actually leads back into that, like you're saying. Exactly. Makes more sense. And
1: I just. I don't know, it annoys me sometimes when people are like, oh, you're not sure that that's 100% the truth because they didn't explicitly say it. But, like, take the bait when it's offered to you. That's what (laughs) it was, you know. Like, I'm I'm just not engaging in that kind of conversation. I think with a director like Edgar Wright, though, you can't say, I don't know, he's just really, he, like, plants these little seeds of gold throughout the story Mm -hmm. and then you pick up and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was from then and that was that and that was that and, and that kind of thing is what stays with you about the film after you leave the theatre. And that's why I think I liked this film so much because watching it I was having such a great time and being like, oh, my God, this is awesome, this is so cool. And then afterwards it stayed with you because you were trying to piece everything together and you're like, oh, this was awesome with this bit and, yeah.
0: Well, if you like that, you're like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fathers because they have plots that work Mm -hmm. like that and you can go back and watch it again and get more out of it.
1: yeah. My main complaint with the film is that I feel like, well, two things. One thing, I think a few of the plot details were not as meticulous and thought Mm. out as they could have been. For example, when um, there's another waitress at the diner who just tells Lily, James, that, oh, yeah, I think his mother used to work here, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that was a bit sloppy.
1: A bit exposition-y and that could have been done in maybe a different way. What do you think?
0: I agree. That It felt like they were just telling us that that could have mm. been left for interpretation, perhaps.
1: Yeah, that kind of thing could have been cool. He could have said something like she was a waitress and then we put two and two together
0: that she that probably, she probably worked there. there. And, well, and then it wouldn't even matter anyway if she worked well, there. Well, no, almost,
1: exactly, so. but then it would have been a little extra, you know. And mm. I feel like he does so well at that in other parts of the film, but not in all of the film. My second complaint, which is why I struggle with Edgar Wright, with why I didn't really like the ending of um, World's End and Scott Pilgrim in general, is that he just goes a bit too silly for me. He kind of toes the line between cool, intelligent, and then sometimes swerves a bit to cool, silly. And I can see that, like, towards the end of this film, it got a little bit into that territory mm-hmm. for me with, um, like, John Ham rising from the dead for the 17th time and mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know it got a bit pantomimey I guess and a bit theatrical at the end which is fine and I enjoyed it but if I was going to have a complaint it would be that kind of stuff where I don't I feel like it's obvious that that right as a director wants to veer into that territory because you can see it so much in his previous work right but when when he toes the line and when he restrains himself, he's actually up there with the best directors we've ever seen. Do you know what I mean? And I just get frustrated sometimes, I think, because I know how good he can be, that when he veers to that silly sort of territory, I'm like, why, why, you were doing Mm -hmm. so well. Um, And I can count on my own points there and say, well, towards the end um, he was sort of going for like a comic book kind of vibe with the lights on the face and it was very theatrical and that was the point. And yes, it was, but it doesn't mean it necessarily has to work with everybody watching. The whole thing kind of felt comic booky in certain ways, like different panels, and you could probably freeze frame every, you know,
0: yeah.
1: every minute and have a beautifully composed shot, and I don't know, what about it made me feel sort of comic booky about it. It kind of made me feel, it just had of feel like Scott Pilgrim, I guess, and, and those kinds of films, where it's new media and new, it felt fresh and vibrant mm. and exciting, and Yeah, Yeah, really interesting. It wasn't boring. No. What
0: do you think of the ending when he goes to jail and gets out again?
1: Yeah, so I was actually surprised. They ended the film sort of twice and I don't know that they needed to. I think they could have just had, in my utopia, they would have just been driving down the road, he would have woken up in the car and the mum's cassette would have been playing. Hmm. I don't know that we needed to see him get captured and just have like, oh, yeah, P.S., he was in here for five years and then he's out and now we're driving down. Um, I think we could have either worked that out or I don't know that we needed to see him get captured. Your point was maybe they needed to show that to say that, well, he wasn't innocent and he can't get away with it.
0: I liked it because they actually dealt with the consequences. Yeah. So many films, they actually hinted at it, would have ended with them going out a blaze of glory Yes. Driving yeah. towards the cops, getting killed. Yeah. Or being on the run for the rest of their lives and, you know, they're not going to survive. Mm. This one was like, yeah, shit, th- if this happened, he would go to jail. Mm. But because he was such a nice kid throughout the film and you know, he did bad things but also he was compelled to do it because he's been working for a criminal since he was a kid, he would get a fairly light sentence, work through it, and then they would have a shot at being in a real relationship afterwards. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was a mature ending. Mm-hmm. It could have easily you know, just gone with them being killed or whatever, but didn't need to. I liked it. Hmm. There's also a nice come down after the whole exhilaration of the rest of the film. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we're going to have some nice nice bits here. And I enjoyed the bits with his adoptive dad as well for the same reason. They
1: were brilliant. Another hmm. example of deaf people in film. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many recently where yeah. they've just done that so beautifully and it's not an issue. It's not an issue putting the subtitles up for us to see. I don't know why more films don't do mm.
0: it. CJ Jones is the actor, mm. and I think it's his first feature film, but he's been performing performer for a long time. Apparently, I read this article that you can tell between when someone is signing when they've learnt it or whether they're signing yeah. when they know it, kind of like doing an accent, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, so cool it was there, and it wasn't a huge deal. It can happen, and it's fine. It, it no. works for the film, doesn't it?
1: I want to throw something at you. I had an acting teacher once who said that, the thing that's different from stage and film is that you can whisper on stage and people in the seats will be leaning forward to hear you. And that's how they're so engaged in it.
0: Mm.
1: I feel like in a way having subtitles on the screen kind of forced you to pay more, more attention Thanks. as an audience member. It made yeah. you lean forward a bit and engage with it with that moment. Cause you're waiting to see what's happening next and that kind of thing. And yeah, I don't know. I, I really liked it. I liked the way that it was integrated into the story as well with the sound and how he felt the different music mm. and everything and, um yeah, I, I just it very easily could have been his wife at home or whatever that he was doing this for and had to rescue her at the end. But it was nice. And that scene where he takes him to the retirement home and records the thing, like that was bloody emotional. Mm. But that's what this film does so well. It had great pacing. It had great emotional beats. It was it I sort of didn't take itself too seriously as well. But on the flip side, put so much effort into making sure everything was right. Yeah, I don't know. I really liked it. I really, really liked it.
0: How many stars did you give it?
1: I'd probably give it four and a half
0: mm-hmm.
1: just for the fact that I didn't I didn't think that end bit was needed and then there were a few little tweaks that I would have liked in the story. Um, but it was incredible and fun and I'd definitely watch it again. What would you give it?
0: Five stars. Great film. Yeah. Watch it again.
1: What did you think about the portrayal of women in the film? Well,
0: people, people saying that they were shortchanged, and I kind of see that. I, mm-hmm. I definitely see that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't know how else she would have gotten into the story, the girlfriend. Yep. You know, what What more do we... Like, I accept she could have had more, but I'm not really sure what that mm. could have been, you know. I...
1: I think in my mind I don't really have an issue with her. I think she was lovely and that scene where he comes into the diner with his gang and she has to pretend she doesn't know him. That's, yeah, oh, that's so crazy. tense and so incredible. Um,
0: she wasn't a prize or anything like that. She wasn't, no,
1: and I liked the um, Isaac Gonzalez, who plays John Ham's wife, has a really great speech where she kind of stands up for herself against Jamie Foxx and is like, don't mess with me kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's cool. She goes out. You know, and plays a blaze of glory just like a, a yeah. male character would.
1: Yeah, and I don't think, yeah, she is as much an active part of those things as the men are.
0: Yeah, I don't think she's objectified. Some people are saying she is.
1: Well, the only thing would be in those um, shots of her, but you said they're less male gaze and more serving for the story.
0: Perhaps you can make that argument. I don't know if it's actually, yeah, yeah. actually holds, but.
1: I think something I find interesting to do is to look at all the other characters and say, would anything have been lost if they were women or of a different different ethnicity? Um, for example, could Kevin Spacey's character be a woman or be a black man or a Muslim man or an Asian man? Like, did that did it have to be a white dude? And I love Kevin Spacey, obviously, but you could look at that in all of the different casting and say yeah. could these characters would they have lost anything important about them if they were not men
0: yep um that's true
1: and that's where i think probably they wouldn't have lost anything to add a few more in there
0: i agree i do think perhaps this thing is though the film's really good and you know everyone likes it and say so we've got to find something to dislike about it I'm like oh the women but it wasn't that great And like Totally agree with you, but...
1: Mm. No, I, I agree with I what you're saying the, as
0: well. I think there are plenty of worse, more sexist there are. films yeah. out there. So,
1: there yeah. are, but then that's but, also not the point. So, no, that's not a free you know. pass for this one. I'm just yeah.
0: saying perhaps it's one thing people latch on onto for this film.
1: I agree. It wasn't an issue for me. It's just something interesting to think about. Yeah, and, well, I love
0: thinking about that. Um,
1: films. Just because a film has an issue with it as well doesn't mean you can't like it. Um, like... We all well, know that Transformers movies aren't perfect, but plenty of people go and watch them and enjoy them. So,
0: but like if, if you're not going to watch films that aren't equal or representative of all people, like you're not going to have anything to watch.
1: Which is the point, you know, isn't so it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to, hard to hold films to a moral standard, which mm. most of them aren't going to. So, mm. not an excuse for them not to, to be better, and of course you want them to be better in the future, but you can get a bit. Moralistic about everything and you yeah. of have anything to enjoy.
1: I agree. And that's why I say it's interesting to think about. This probably could have been changed, but I still enjoyed what it was. It was still a heck of a lot of fun, and I would definitely go see this again. And it is probably a movie that I would buy and own. Cool. So, JB, mm. trip after this?
0: <laughs> if you liked it, Baby Driver, please let us know. Please talk to us about it. We'd we'll love to talk about Baby Driver and babies driving.
1: I mean... Less of that.
0: (laughs) If you liked our podcast, please tell somebody you know. Yeah. Perhaps a baby. Uh, Perhaps someone who can drive.
1: Probably someone who can listen to podcasts independently and leave ratings and reviews. I'm not sure babies have evolved to that standard yet.
0: No, we've got a big bowling in the kindergarten scene. Oh, do we, yeah? (laughs) Thank you very much for listening.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Baby, 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 baby. That's all I was thinking about the whole film was walk the line. You want? <laughs> okay.
0: Come back and be like, oh I'm a cheese. Like even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars